This is On The Grid on mypodcasthouse.com. Great to catch up with this man. He uh, sort of started his supercars career, I suppose, with the former carnation of this team. Is carnation a word? Incarnation. Of incarnation, that's it, instead of reincarnation. Uh, and now it's back to the future for Nick Perkat, who leaves Brad Jones Racing at the end of 2021 and heads off to WAU to partner Chaz Mostert in 2022. Nick Perkat, congratulations. Uh, thank you, and thank you for having me on. It's, uh, it's nice to actually talk to everyone again after this big break. It has been a massive break, and uh, great to get you on, mate. Fantastic news for you. Uh, it really gives you the opportunity now to put everything that you've learnt and put into practice over the last few years and really give it a red-hot go with a, a team that is a, a red-hot team. Yeah, exactly. Um just felt like the time had come to, you know, put myself in a position where, you know, to try and win races and eventually try and fight for championships. And, um, you know, when Chaz went to the team at WAU, I kind of took a little bit more notice of what they're up to. And I've just watched them the last 18 months or so and thought, you know what, these guys are they're serious about what they're doing. And, um, you know, they're a little bit up and down, but it's uh, trending in the right direction. So, yeah, I wanted to get involved in that and, um, you know, bring my old mates uh, Bruce and Ryan to see if there's any opportunity and um, and here we are. So it's, it is pretty exciting, especially to be alongside Chaz because we've had some you know, big history through Formula Ford and Super 2 and, and obviously mm. some pretty cool battles in the main game. But uh, yeah, I think it's good to get, get us both pushing the same direction. With the fullest of respect to the teammates you've had at BJR for the last couple of years, are you relishing that opportunity to go up head-to-head against Chaz, who is in sensational form and, and right at the peak of his very considerable powers? Yeah, that was, honestly, besides the, there were many factors, um, but that was one of them. It was actually like, you know what, go up against Chaz, um, and then, you know, whenever the time comes that my full-time career is complete, it's, you know, you can sit back and say, you know what, I was good enough to be, to be there, um, and pushing those, you know, top three or four guys or, you know, I was good for that seventh. So um, that's the bit I'm excited about is actually going up against him. And um, yeah, it's, it could have been, it would have been easy to stay with Brad and, and keep doing what I'm doing. And, you know, we got, had good results, but it's for me, you know, since I've, you know, since you've known me, Krause, it's like Sonic Formula Ford, dominate, Porsche Cup car, don't do it half-hearted, you do it to dominate. Mm. Super 2, you know, didn't win a championship, but won the most races in those years with Chaz and Scotty and stuff. So it's, you know, it's just the way I'm bred. And it was, there's something in me that was like, you know what, it's time. You need to be back doing that kind of stuff. So I'm pumped. And so you should be too, mate. It's a, a fantastic opportunity that you get. Uh, it'll be effectively a one-year opportunity in the old car before you head into the new car of 2023, the, the Gen 3 what, what do you expect out of next year? Do you expect to come out of the box running hard straight from the start? I would hope so, but, you know, everyone takes a different amount of time to adjust to a new car. Um, you know, even when Scotty first went to Penske, all those laps in qualifying, you're like, he's going to pile it by half a second and, you know, <laughs> lock the rears out later, miss the hairpin and stuff like that. So yeah. there's going to be a bit, of a bit of time to get the most out of what I'm doing. You know, obviously with the BJR car, I know exactly how to get the most out of it. So there'll be a little bit of time there, but you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've always thought they've had very strong engine package and, and that side of things is 
a real strength for the team, I think, um, with their fuel economies and stuff like that. It'd be good to, you know, get a full season with that kind of package and, and go to Bathurst and, and do those long events with that. And, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the car's like, to be honest. Um, I think it's changed a lot since, obviously, I was last there in 2014. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping to see that, you know, the things that Chaz and Adam DeBore have done and, and Shippy and all those guys have, it is different and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how someone else cuts it up. And I think one of the things, and again, with the fullest of respect to Bryce, but he came in as a rookie, tough yep. situation, um, got some great results and certainly showed that he belongs in the category. But perhaps the one thing that team has needed in this current incantation of building and building and building to be the powerhouse they want to be is two really strong cars, which we've seen all the great teams have had. So do you feel like you bring that to WAU that you can help them find that final piece of the puzzle where they can be week in week out contenders with a T8 or a DJR rather than that one weekend, they're really hot. And the next weekend they're third and fourth and can't quite crack that top half a percent. Yeah, that's exactly what the whole, the story is the whole plan is with myself, Ryan, Bruce, Zach, you know, Michael, the whole thing was, you know, I sat down with them and said, I think you guys are doing a mega job. Um, but you need to fill that last piece of the puzzle. It was literally the terminology we used. And I said, be it me or someone else, that's what I think is needed there. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping I'm the right piece of the puzzle. Um, I told them I was. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. But I think, you know, that's what you need, you know. You need, you know, Shane and Jamie's of, mm. of the world. They're always been there. Um, I think, you know, even for Tickford, it's something that Cam Waters has probably lacked a little bit in our JCs pushing him along a bit more and helping him a bit more. And everyone needs a really solid teammate to, to take it to, <laughs> to what Triple Eight do and, and DJR. So, yeah, that's what we're looking forward to is hopefully, you know, having two guys there. And, you know, if one weekend it's myself getting good results, uh, you know, Chaz is hot on my heels and he's either on the podium too or, you know, in that top five. And that's what gets you a good championship position as a team. Um, and then obviously, obviously, pushes the team forward too. You've built some amazing memories with this team in the past uh, as Holden Racing Team and Wilkinshaw. Uh, 2011, of course, the Bathurst win with Garth Tander at such a young age. And then in <laughs> 2014, the opportunity to get your full-time drive with the team until you were left without a seat early 2015. Did you ever think at that point in time that you would go back to the team or was it for you always going to be a moving forward process? Um, yeah, that period through 2015, I was pretty bitter with the whole situation, obviously. At that point, you know, I, was, I was a lot younger and, you know, it was just like, what do you want from me? I've got the results. We've been on the podium a few times this year. We've 12th mm. in the championship. How do you lose your drive the following year? But, you know, the older you get and the smarter or wiser you get, you know, I look back and it was just, the sponsorship money back then was, just as hard as it is now and they're running four cars and it was a difficult thing. And, you know, I never, if I closed that book completely, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. Um, but, you know, we, myself and Ryan and, and Bruce, we, you know, we sat down and not, you know, we kind of went through that period with me of, you know, I felt a little bit betrayed and, and they gave me explanation and I, you know, we all kind of set our piece just to put it to bed because, you know, we don't want any, um, kind of that, that old memory going, you know, 
kind of causing any issue because it was yeah. such a small part of my time at the Walkinshaw group and the family. So yeah, I never closed the, the, the book on that. And my dream growing up was to be in a HRT car. Look, it might not be HRT now, but it still has number two on the door, um, mm. the, on the window. So um, I'm pumped to be back there. And, you know, it's the stepping stone through BJR. I think it was um, massively important for me to personally for what I do off track and the way I go about it and um, the way I extract the most out of the car and now I can come back and be more complete and probably not such a little shit, to be honest. <laughs> or it's all wanky shit. We, we, all, we all grow up, man. We all grow up. You've mentioned having a chat with Ryan and Bruce about the entire move and all that sort of stuff. Have you had a chat to Chaz and spoke to yep. him about what the team yep. looked like? And uh, did that weigh on your thoughts to make the move? Um, I didn't want to hear what they were doing, good or bad, from anyone else. I wanted to, I wanted to find out for myself. So I didn't yep. say, hey, what's shit about the place? What's good about the place? Um, but to you know, his credit, we we before I even got into any negotiation, anything, it was like, hey, we need to make sure Chaz is okay with it because you know, from the outside looking in, people think myself and Chaz don't get on and all that sort sort of thing. But that's probably the complete opposite. You know, I've anytime he's been on the podium, our garages are next to each other. I you know, walk around, congratulate him and the team, and he does the same back. You know, for myself and Todd. So there's um, a lot of respect there. So. Yeah, it was actually more just saying, make sure he has no issue with me, I have no issue with him, and then we'll even start talking about if it's a, a chance for me to come join the team. So, yeah, you know, to his credit, he picked up the phone um, not too long ago, um, and he's pumped to have me on board, which is pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just been waiting to be able to announce it to probably freely talk to him a bit more and, and you know, kind of pick his brain a little bit more about how it works there, but, you know, we had Decent Creek now, SMP, and it's four weekends straight, and we'll all be, uh, you know, head down, bum up to try and make sure we extract the most out of the cars again for the, the last few rounds. Nick, this seems like it's been quite a process for you in sort of sitting down and working out what you wanted from this next phase in your career and actively chasing this ride and making that phone call to see if there was something available. Is that an accurate assessment? Yep, that's uh, pretty much bang on. You know, it's, I tried, the hardest person to explain it to was Brad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because um, there's no, there's nothing bad going on at the team. Um, and, you know, I just agreed. Um, we'd agreed to, you know, extending my contract. And we literally joked at Darwin. And I'm like, you're never getting rid of me. I'm going to be around like bloody annoying old man come the end of it and it'll be Macaulay will have to sack me kind of thing. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like it's a pretty big decision to make that my, my future was secure, laughing. Um, mm. And, I, you know, if I said, oh, I want to drive to him 40, I would just drive him to us 40. Um, as long as, yeah, I'm still getting good results. Um, but then to turn around and say, hey, I'm going to take a big risk and go somewhere else. And yeah, it was not an easy process there's a lot of things that went into it and yeah a lot of conversations with you know ryan and, and bruce to you know make sure that i was comfortable with what they were doing and, and the culture of the team which has been quite big you know the way they were as the holden racing team was savage i know they'll be pretty they'll admit that too and um, i've really enjoyed watching the way bruce has turned around the culture side of things and um 
you know, Chaz is a big part of that. And, you know, even what Bryce has done there, it's been a big part of that. So, yeah, you know, I'm keen to go back and, and see what it's like because it looks like a lot more of a, a family feel and they're, um, they're just trying to do the best they can. A lot less politics, which is um, probably what needed to happen there, to be honest. The Andretti and the United sides of Walkinshaw Andretti United are significant, but they're sort of more behind the scenes. Like you said, it, yep. it's Ryan and especially Bruce that are the, the front men for the team and, and Bruce, especially who's the one that's here, but does it excite you to work with people like Michael Andretti and Zach Brown, who everything Zach touches at the moment <laughs> is winning races. McLaren's winning the IndyCar team's yep. winning. It must be cool to link up with those people as well and build that network. And who knows where that could lead to stuff overseas with them in the future. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, um, you know, I've, not, I've had zero to do with Michael to this point, but he still had to, had to have a tick of approval to, even give me the nod to drive the car. So mm. obviously um, that's good. <laughs> but, you know, Zach's, um, everything you see of him is, he's always up to something fun. And it yeah. looks um, like he's um, just loving, loving what he's doing and brings that really positive energy to the team at obviously McLaren directly. Um, mm. So to say that, you know, that involvement is also in, involved with the Australian arm is, um, it is very cool. So we'll see, maybe I have to make up some, pretty crazy bet that he well thoughts with me like he did with Dan but I don't know if it's um, you know, winning an F1 and race at Monza is the same as maybe winning at Winton you know it might not be the same caliber I don't, I don't know if you deliver a Bathurst win for them but so he bribed Padua Ward if you want an IndyCar race you get a I McLaren thought. young driver test and Danny Rick obviously on the weekend yeah. with the NASCAR drive so the world's your oyster my friend chase chase them hard I think it's to go um yeah and yeah he's he's on the on the text, I woke up one morning and talking to WhatsApp. I'm like, what number is this? Thinking it's like a, there's that many scam things going on at the moment because we're yeah. doing all these COVID check-ins. It's, um, I was like, oh, what number is this? I'm like, oh, it's, it's Zach. He's, he's actually at an F1 race right now. And he's, he's reached out to say, great to have you on board. And then we had chat about all these cars that he's got um, not even tucked away, just open for everyone to see and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, the Bathurst winner and stuff like that. So it is very cool to have you know, guys like himself and, and Michael and, and obviously even, you know, Ryan and, and Martin still heavily yeah. involved. It's very cool. Did I not read on the weekend that Michael has purchased a Sauber license as well? Or is it trying? Yeah, saw that too. Does that mean I'm like basically two F1 teams? <laughs> it's six, six degrees of Formula One. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, we should talk about what's coming up, mate, because as we touched on earlier, it's a massive six weeks for everybody. And while you've got this new deal in your pocket, finishing strongly i would imagine is a, a critical thing with you and and brad to end this year and this great relationship you've had really really strong with some great results at smp and then the big one on the big hill yeah it's um so i leave um thursday morning myself bailey and nelson hit the road um so the big thing for me was same as i did last year when all this kind of went down i you know i took nelson on the road with me and stayed in airbnbs and stuff like that to keep it normal um mm. So for this, you know, for the Sydney part, you know, it's four and a half weeks at a Airbnb, not close to the track. So, you know, um, put myself somewhere nice. Um, got Bailey there, got Nelson and keep it as normal as possible. Um, and then obviously, hopefully, I think for me, that helps deliver good results. So, yeah, I'll, I just want to end on a, on a really good positive note for the team and you know, leave them in a position that when Andre and Bryce come in, it's... Um, yeah, there's a good foundation there for them to get good results. And I think Sydney Mosul Park is strong for us. Obviously, two wins there last year. Yeah. 
Um, you know, it'd be good to be in the top five all week, each weekend there. And then Bathurst is the one that's haunting us at the moment as a, as a team, you know. I still kick myself what happened in 2017, the first year there, when myself and Maka came so close to being on the podium. And that's the last opportunity we really had there to be on the podium because we've had niggling issues each year. So this year, as long as I can drive the car to the grid and not sit in a deck chair for the driver photo, <laughs> like I did with Tom Randall, mm. we're going better. Um, but yeah, I'm not saying we have to go there and win it, but I'd love just to deliver inside the top five, come in the Sunday at Bathurst, and be in the race, not just driving it around to survive, you know, be in it and, and have a crack. And that would be the, you know, as much as Brad and myself want to win it, I think, you know, you can't be too greedy. So to be somewhere there in the top five would be pretty epic. Do you think you're going to get to week four of this Sydney Motorsport Park marathon and sort of think, oh, here we go again? Is it is it pretty much the same sort of stuff week in, week out for the four weeks? Or do you think that there's enough variation to keep you interested? Um, to be honest, because of the way that COVID happens, I don't believe anything until I'm doing it or seeing it. So <laughs> I haven't actually looked a massive amount into the formats, but I know we're using all the tyres. Um, there's different race lengths for racing at night, obviously. I know that. <laughs> Packed my clear visor. Um, but yeah, I think the good thing with SMP last year, obviously we went there twice, but the racing was the best we had, I feel like, for the year. Yeah. So... I don't think it matters what track you're on as long as we're lunging each other, we're door to door and it's fun because that's what it was last year. Even, you know, I think we raced the first one there under lights. Yep. You could pick your hards or your softs and we ran on hards and I finished stick still and ran hards the whole race or seventh and it was like, it was actually fun. I was out there racing against dudes on the softs and trying to hold position and, and all that kind of thing and then, you know, once we got for the fully mixed up tyres, it was um, the opening laps were like absolutely like being back in a go-kart. It was yeah. like on because you're like, hold on, hold on. You look up the road and you'd see, I think it was Shane, one of the racers having a big wobble back in the train up because his tyres were cooked from the race before and there's just shit going everywhere basically. So <laughs> um, it is actually a good track to race. Shame we don't get the crowds there. I think that's the disappointing thing with SMP. You know, probably for the last 10 years, I haven't, since Ambrose was winning his championship there, we haven't bloody had a big crowd, which is yeah. disappointing. A final one for you, mate. Uh, it's been 10 years since your first win in supercars mm. at Bathurst. Would, there have, would you have changed anything in the last 10 years or have you been really oh. happy with the way things have just rocked on? It's uh, <laughs> a big question, Shebex. <laughs> no, it is. It's a nice well, one. Look, a reflective one. I, there's definitely things I could have done better. <laughs> Lighting up wing cup at Darwin, not a highlight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably, like just a few bits and pieces. Like that one was bad, um, but I guess yeah, probably being a little bit of a spoiled brat a few times when after the walking chore stuff happened was not ideal. But um, live and learn. You know, I had literally come out of Aussie racing cars and been at a factory team. Mm. Um, where everything was at your doorstep or at your feet, to yeah. then um, obviously go to LDM where it was looking polar opposite. Um, yeah, anyone would get a bit frustrated. So I think you know through that time, I wish I kept my mouth shut a few times. But I um, generally wear it on my sleeve and just tell the truth or what I think is the truth of what's going on. And 
um, it is how I am. But uh, yeah, I think couldn't have really changed a whole lot. <laughs> no regrets. You know, That's what we want to hear. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I'm happy with the time I put in at BJR. I know I could, probably could have yeah. bailed, not bailed. I could have left or gone to another team for the last two seasons, but I've been really happy with how that's tracking. So I think I ran that out to the point where I woke up one morning and on my terms said, no, nah, that's, that's enough. Um, I want to try this now. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy with how it's gone. And I think just my personal growth has been the, the cool bit. I think, I don't know, don't want to blow smoke up my own ass, but I feel like in the car I do do some good things. It's just um, polishing up the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Mate, well thank you so mate. much for giving us the opportunity to chat to you first after this fantastic new signing for you for 2022. Look forward to watching your uh, season end in 2021 yep. with some big results and uh, then a, a massive start for next year. Exactly. No worries. Thank you. Nick Perkat joining us here on The Grid.